Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, everybody. This is Lardy Miss Clardy and on Lardy Miss Clardy and Company on BTR. Welcome. I am your and my co-host for this evening is Miss D from Detroit, y'all. And yes, we are coming at you live right here from Columbus, Ohio. And you think that uh, you'll be saying, "Dang, Miss Lori, Miss Clary, be all over the place." Yes, I am. I am. I'm all over the place. I'm everywhere, catching good news and bad news, as I said, is necessary. So this is the place to be and to get heard right here on Lardy Miss Clardy and company on BTR. We have other companies that will be online listening in, whether it is to come and have something to say, but they are listening. So get this number down and we're going to begin because we have a great show this evening. The number here is 347-884-8684. That number again is 347-884-8684. And the call number, if you don't got no phone, is 877-483-3153. That number again is 877-483-3153. And the subject this evening, we are talking about why are rebellious children mad with us parents? You can even say, why are they mad with adults, period? And what this is about is the statement is about why our children are turning against adults and defying laws that are supposed to bring order. Question, why is our rebellious children mad at us adults? What is the reason they feel no one cares about them? Why are our children stealing, killing, and destroying in their environment? And what do we as adults, parents, as has as an inheritance for them? I come to discuss whether rapid technology changes, economic woes, and high-profile violence in the media are causing our children and America at whole to unravel at the seams. And as I told you, I have my co-host for this evening. That is Miss D from. Detroit and Miss D, are you online? Yes, I am. Good afternoon well, to you. Well, good afternoon to you too. And as we said, I'm letting them know that we are talking about rebellious people, rebellious kids, uh, rebellious adult children, and trying to understand why they are mad with us parents. Kick it off with you, Miss D. Why do you feel as though? Our rebellious children and adults are mad with parents? Well, I'll start off by saying because we have taught them violence. And they figured that if that was the way for us to resolve our problems was through violence, then that's the way they will resolve their problem. So, well, as an adult, that did not come from an abusive home, uh, physical abuse, Um, I can say that the majority come up in households where the families are broken, Mm -hmm. and what they learn is violence. Okay. Can I ask you this question, Missy? 
it was proposed to me earlier today when I was talking to a friend of mine in New York and before we even got the show rolling. And I was informed, you know, that also uh, why children and adults, children are mad with us adults was because of drugs during the time, the cocaine era, you know, back in our time when everything fell and, you know, the parents was all on drugs and everything, which that at some point began a whole new uh, spring of rebellion. What do you think? Well, I would agree with that because also the kids watched that and seen the results, or should we say the consequences behind that. Mm-hmm. And in most cases, it led to violence. So mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. violence was put before them as a way to resolve a problem. Okay, I'm gonna take it. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a twist it a little bit because I mean it's still the same because. I'm going to add to it. Let's put it like this. Um, What about the laws? Okay, I was mentioning before, is there anywhere that in this discussion we're talking about rapid technology changes, we're talking about the Internet where they're able to get stuff off the Internet, even though you have said the right form, which is that there is violence and that's all the kids know, all right, but we got the Internet, we got the laws that infringe upon, you know, parents that are trying to do the right thing. We ain't talking about deadbeat parents. We're talking about decent parents that are trying to do the right thing, keep their kids from being a part of this of this corrupted world or whatever we want to call it so that they can grow up and have some sense of uh, uh, integrity and, 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 and pride about themselves. And here it is, you know, here's these laws that's out here that say you can't beat your kids, that you can't do this. And I'm using that word beat. It's not to be literal, but general sense of just saying you can't discipline your children. We need to. We're not talking about disciplining kids, you know, in an abusive way. We're talking about when we know that they're stealing, killing, or stealing, lying, and stuff is, you know, coming to become something else serious, we need to be there to, there's a time to talk and a time to do something about, you know, what's going on with your kids, or your kids are going to end up with this uh, label, and what then, okay, then the system got them, okay, and then they mad now for real, because they got this label, now they're ready to be grown, and they can't even get a job, and then everybody that's, you know, the, all the adults are taking all the kids' position in the job labor world. That's another area. What do you think about that? Well, that, that's an area where, like I said, if, if quality time is spent with a child, then a child starts to have imaginations and dreams about what they would like to do, what they would like mm-hmm. to do. And so if, if, like I said, if that quality time is not put into that kid from day one, mm-hmm. uh, then the kid, like I say, learns from mm-hmm. their surroundings. So when you leave a kid alone or you shove toys at them and games and TVs and mm-hmm. uh, iPods and all of mm-hmm. that stuff, mm-hmm. which is... I won't say it's destructive, but it's definitely not constructive unless that child is interested in being into uh, the entertainment field or uh, being creative enough to create a game, not just play the game, but create a game, okay? 
then, like I said, they have no dreams and they have no inspirations because we, as the adults, have totally forgotten about them. And when I say forgotten, I mean that we didn't put that quality time in. So, therefore, the kid is alone, and we all know if you're not thinking constructively, then you must be thinking destructively. So if, if, if we have not put things in place for them to thinkively, meaning that, like I say, you have to find Go ahead. I'm listening. Oh. Keep so going. If, if we have not put constructive things in front of them for them to be creative and, and, and have inspirations and, and dreams that they want to fulfill then they're just out in the wilderness roaming. And I understand so- that. I, I, I understand that. But then we're going we're gonna to go here. You know, yeah, they're out in the wilderness roaming. You know, okay, but then we're taking it back, okay, even though that couldn't have been also because of the drug, uh, uh, the drug era, you know, that ushered in a, such a rebellion because perhaps, you know, the, the parents not being able to do their job or not being able to the, be the parents that they need to be for the kids and they're trying to keep themselves from going to jail and uh, from a system that don't understand that, you know, if they if interfere with family, uh, with the family dynamics like that, that will cause this big catastrophic thing that's going on in society, which, you know, which was said to me earlier today, you know, the kids are carrying guns. They're not even afraid of the parents anymore. Back in our day, they was afraid. You know what I'm saying? We were afraid of our parents. Not that we afraid of them, but we did not test them to, the, to, the, to that point where, you know, there's no point of return. We were taught there is a consequence. These kids have not been taught anything. But what if they have? But what if they were, Miss Dean? Okay. What if they were? Because okay. I can't just believe that all of the kids, even though there is considered a peer pressure that's going on, but what every kid in every in every situation isn't like this. We understand peer pressure may bring some into play like that. But what if there were parents that did, you know, teach these kids something, but they still chose to go the direction. How do you deal with that? They can't be rebellious and be mad at us because they chose a route to go, right? Okay, then 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 they're not really rebelling against you. They're rebelling against themselves because they don't know how to make that intellectual decision. Okay, if, but okay, go ahead. I, I I'm listening. Okay, so like I said, if you have, and when I say quality time, I'm not talking about you got to spend uh, five, six hours a day with your child. You could spend an hour a day with your child. But if you're really discussing real life and you're talking about what one has to do to be able to stand up on their own two feet mm-hmm. and, and and they see you being a role model, standing on your own two feet. Mm-hmm. For the last 30 years, we have all come from broken homes. 
one uh, single parent homes, father nowhere on the scene, mama trying to work, trying to mm-hmm. up over their head, and all of the mm-hmm. other necessities right. that they have. So she's not getting a chance to spend that quality time. That kid is going to search out somebody that's going to give them that quality time. Now, if it ain't you, then they left in the hands of what's out in the jungle. So, again, I say every parent must realize material stuff is nice, but giving part of me is even nicer. So, yeah, I might be tired. Yeah, I might not feel like talking right now, but <laughs> the, the, the situation has presented itself, and now I got to stand up and do what I'm supposed to do, whether I'm tired or don't feel like it. Because okay, but then you got some then you got some parents that that feel like that they don't have to feel that way that they're going to just be the way they are, it, you know, which then discounts, you know, the, uh, the part about parenthood. That's where my mind is at because it would seem as though that the reason why rebellious children are mad with us parents and not us in general but those parents that just drop the ball altogether, not us, the, the decent people that have uh, literally held on to that uh, that banner, and whether tired or not, we're fighting regardless, fighting to the death and the, to the end of the situation. But what about those parents that just decide, say, you know what, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? I just don't got the time. I just well, don't. I just don't. I just don't care. Well, see, we we all know because we've all been children too, that at a certain point in time in a child's life a child comes to a conclusion that, oh, I have the right to make a decision. I have a right to make a choice, okay? Well, we know that to happen. We know that Mm -hmm. for a fact because it happened to you, it happened to me, and it has happened to every person that has been born into this world that reach a certain age, and depending on what has been installed in you, some get it sooner than others, But you have learned what has been around you. And in making that decision that, oh, I'm qualified to make a decision now, Mm -hmm. if they have have been taught, in most cases, a child will make that intellectual decision. Okay. There are those that have parents, like you say, that did the best they could. And, And the child still decides to make the wrong choice. Now, we all, as people, are going. if we live, we're going to go through stuff. So all right. Some, some things we have to learn our way in order to know. But some things, if we have had somebody that was in our ear, tell right. us, then we can make a better decision because we now got something to go on that if I do it this way, the outcome is going to be this. All right. Well, then let's do this. Um, we got we got um, a couple people that is online. However, you know, I got to go to a break, but we will be right back. And all of those that want to come in and talk on this subject, uh, to give your opinions and your comments 
on why are our rebellious children, adult children, mad with us parents, you can call in at this calling number of 347-884-8684. That number again is 347-884-8684. And if you don't have a phone, call in at the guest call-in number, which is 877-483-3153. That number again is 877-483-3153. I'll be back.
Hey, well, all right. Now, that was Gorpel getting closer, and I am back. This is Lardy Miss Clardy and company on BTR, and what the subject we are talking about today is, why are our rebellious children mad with us parents or just parents and adults, period? And as you have heard what was being said by Miss D on the subject, and if you got anything that you want to say, a comment, or a opinion on the subject, don't be scared. Come on and tell what you want to say, all right, because this is a discussion, okay? And so I want to also tell you that uh, if you've got background noise, uh, calm all your background noise before you come on so that we're able to hear you clearly, and we're going to begin this subject with me because, see, we're talking about why our rebellious children are mad with us parents and or our adults, and um, I've had a lot of um, experience in this area as being a mother, uh, mother five times, and all my kids are grown, and I still have sometimes where my kids want to get funky, want to get rebellious. Because why? Because they grown and they feel like that they don't need to listen to any any practical uh, skills or, or wisdom in order for them to live their life a little more peaceful than what they may have it. And, you know, again, I have watched this rebellion because I was one that went through the system. And when I was talking about, you know, the laws that the system have placed upon decent parents that were really trying to raise their kids with the utmost integrity for society so they wouldn't be a threat in society, uh, I was the very one that they touched. And when I say they touched, I'm talking about children's services because there are laws that's lined up in children's services. I'm not saying that children's services is the uh, is, is a wrong type of an organization for any source. We need them for those for those deadbeats, okay, that aren't mothers or fathers or parents, whatever you want to call it, for the children, you know, and that they need that kind of help. But when you become, you know, just caught up in the gray because, you know, you're trying to do what's right and then, you know, your children, you got children's services in your life from while the child is little because the baby fell down the steps and you got children's services for all time into your life after then because you can't get your baby back and finally you get your baby back at five years old and I'm still talking about me and then they're still in your life. You know, my kids, you know, uh, at that point, Felt, oh, well, you know, we got children's services. They're being taught, you know, how to be with children's services. Your mama, you know, uh, you know, whoop your tail or whatever. You know, just let us know. So those things were taken uh, uh, out of context for my children, you know, which caused later a rebellion. By the time that they were 12 and uh, 10 years old and whatever, uh, they had did so much crazy stuff because they felt as though that they did not have to listen to me as their parent, okay? But I had to fight, and I wasn't. I'm still a fighter in it. I'm not saying, again, the system is not a good system. It is a good system for what it's worth, but it still needs that reform, and the laws there need to be reformed too because all their laws is not good for decent people. It is only for those that supposedly to have um, 
violated the law. But if you haven't violated anything and you're just caught up in the gray of some sort, it makes it really difficult for a decent parent to raise the children because you've got somebody interfering, which then caused me to go to jail. Oh, when I went to jail, you know what I'm saying, they cool, you know, and then they feel like, oh, well, you know what, uh, we, we being who we want to be or whatever. These are some of the things that some people go through with their, uh, with their adult children and with children that they have now. As I said before, the children back in our time, we wouldn't have dared thought about, you know, bringing those children's services into the picture. Now, of course, you know, in my case, I didn't think about all of that, but, hey, if I was being abused, sexually abused, or whatever, hey, I was a snitch. I was trying to get help, and wasn't nobody helping me, but we're in a point where I am being uh, that parent that is protective of her children, and being that there's no father that's in the home, it made it even more difficult because I have boy children. And so when they grow, grew up and decided to go on their way after I handled all of the rough stuff from the teenager on through because the system didn't make me afraid to stop doing my job. If anything, I was sponsored to do it even more. And, and like I said, it caused me to go to jail, which that's what they had as a a remedy for if you try to, uh, you know, to to use those disciplinary areas that you would be in trouble. Well, it wasn't that I was being abusive, but I felt that the system was using their powers um, that they had wrongfully towards me without really understanding the ramifications of what they were going to do to this family if they did. So in the process, so the family, the, the children have grown up to be rebellious. Oh, I don't want to listen to nothing you've got to say. Now they're in all kinds of mess. I'm talking about anybody's family that's dealing with children that have been rebellious, they're not listening to their parents, or they don't care to even get any information from the parent uh, because they want to do what they want to do. And if they ended up with 10 kids, if they ended up with, you know, a, a, bad, a bad relationship or whatever, what can you do to help them? Because why? They were rebellious, so you can't even help them. And then they blame you for these things. And this is where I was coming at about the law. We know that the law is supposed to bring order. But when the law oversteps the boundaries of taking, you know, matters into their own hand like they are the parents, then to me, they are overstepping their boundaries because the law is not a parenting tool. It is a law and order tool. But in order for a child to become all that they need to be uh, so that they won't get this label stuck on them and go to jail and end up with all kinds of matter of stupid stuff happening to them because of their rebellion, I believe that the system need to take and uh, look at their laws again and to reevaluate those laws and to uh, revamp them and, and put, some, put some demarcation in there because the kids nowadays, because of all of this, I feel, is because they don't have no body on either or except jail uh, as an alternative for their rebelliousness against the parents and against the law itself. And I feel as though that it can, it can come away from there if they will put the autonomy back into the parents' hands to do their job. Otherwise, the kids is going to be carrying knives, well, they're already doing that. Guns, they're burglarizing, they're killing each other, and the police is killing them. So what's yeah. there left? 
they have been brought up in a society that says survival is to the fittest. They were not taught that, okay, we all on this planet, we all got the same wants, needs, and desires because we're all human beings. But we can do this together. Everybody is on a me-me campaign, being Mm. selfish and being greedy. Mm. And so, therefore, the kids have been left out of this whole equation of what we call America, the home of the free (laughs) and the brave. Okay, okay. So, well, let's take it. Babies out of the equation. Okay, well, let's take it to let's take it to the screen. Let's take it to a caller, and we can recall on the caller. So, therefore, you know, turn you turn anything that's distractive out, and so that you can speak, and we be able to hear you clearly. And anybody to have anything to say about this subject on why our rebellious children are mad with such parents or adults, please call in at this calling number three four seven eight eight four eight six eight four. That number again is three four seven eight eight four eight six eight four. And the guest call-in number, ones that don't got no phone and need a toll-free number, it's 877-483-3153. That number, again, is 877-483-3153. And the zip, the, uh, the area code of this number is 413 in the last four digits, 0801. Caller, you are on the line, and welcome to Lardy Miss Party and company on DTR and tell us why you what your what your opinion is on why our rebellious children mad with us parents. Take it away. Okay, we can't we can't we can't hear you, uh, 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 sir, ma'am. We can't hear you. You're going to have to uh, adjust your phone so that we are able to hear you um, because you sound very very far away. Hello, are you there? Hello? Okay, we'll just wait for the caller to come back in to say what he need to say after they, you know, fix their uh, telephone to where we can hear him clearly or her. Uh, but we thank you for uh, being on to give your point of view. Uh, what I can say is that if you have a landline, call in at the call-in number on your landline where it will be a lot more uh, clearer to be able to speak instead of over a cell phone, especially if you're in an area where, you know, there's bad reception, okay? So, Ms. D, uh, getting back to you, so so, so tell us more. Okay. So what's got to happen is our men have got to step up. And I ain't talking about... Uh, okay, if I step up, that means I got to have some money because I got to have some finances. Money is fine, but if you ain't got none, just you come. Bring you to the table. Bring your knowledge to the table. Mm-hmm. And communicate with these young men so, mm-hmm. that they don't, so that they don't stumble and make the mistakes that you have made. You right. know, I, I'm sure we have all went through something that we can speak on to say, gee, if I'd have had somebody to give me an example of if I did it another way, uh, I might have had a different outcome. Right. So we got to start talking to these children, 
not be afraid of them. What happened to the village? I remember when I was growing up, and I ain't going to tell you my age, but it was a village. Right. Okay? Because, see, if my, was, neighbor, yep. if, if my neighbor seen me doing something, first of all, they didn't have to come out and knock me upside my head or nothing. All they had to do was come out and say, now, you, know, you know that is not right, and I'm going to tell your mother. And that would be enough for me right then to know that, okay, I shouldn't be doing this, and so I'm going to stop it right now because, one, I don't want them to go tell my mama that I'm doing something stupid because I don't want my mama to think I'm stupid. Right. And, two, I don't want the wrath that's going to come behind my mama finding out that I'm stupid. Okay, so if you haven't, from day one, I said, when you have that baby and you look down in that baby's face and you know that that baby is counting on you, then you better be putting in that quality time. When a baby is one years old and she reached or he reached to grab something that you know could hurt them, what do you do? Stop them. You tell them no. Then you explain to them why it's no, and if they do it a second time, you tap them on their hand. So now they know, okay, if I do this a third time, it's going to be consequences behind it, and I don't want that. Then they're going to stop and give some thought to what you didn't say. I could hurt myself with that. Okay. I mean, that's, 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 fair, that's fair enough, you know. Um um, you know, on the subject of, of what you're saying. But, again, you know, we, we just can't just look at just, you know, just the parents itself. There's a whole area, you know, that we're looking at. We're looking at the technology part. They're learning stuff. They're learning how to, to, do a, how to build a bomb on the Internet. Oh, let me speak on the new technology. Go ahead. You see, first of all, I don't know who convinced everybody that everything that you read on the Internet is so. Okay? I don't know who, who convinced everybody that, the, that cyberspace knows the answer to everything. I don't know where they got that one from. Number two, all technology ain't good technology, and I'm going to tell you why. Because if you're relying on the technology for everything, You just stopped your brain from working. And when you stop your brain from working, you are really in trouble. And if you think you ain't, take a look at your life. Okay. See where you at at in life and own up to the parts that you're playing in your life. Okay. Well, then let's go over here and, and talk to Caller, okay? Let's see what this caller got to say. Area code eight four three last digit zero one one two. And you are on the line with Lordy Miss Cardi and Company on BTR and you can tell us why you think our rebellious children are mad with us parents and adults. You're on the air. Hello, caller. Zero one one two last four digits. And the area code is 843. You got anything you want to say on this? Okay, well, then we'll go right on. Miss D, finish up where you were leaving off until the caller wants to, wants to express itself. Well, see, on, on, only a, t, a kid that has been 
raised with a parent that has spent that quality time that's going to tell him about the consequences behind everything you do, good consequences mm-hmm. and bad consequences. And right. teach their kid how to think a thing out before you start to do something. You see, right. You train them from little to know to do this. So by the time they're 9 or 10 years old and they then stepped out here into the wilderness and they see the kids doing the dumb stuff and the stupid stuff, they're going to know the difference. Right. Okay, well, then let's look at it from this point of view. Okay, I think that rapid technology changes and what we've all been going through uh, with this modernized system that they're trying to make efficient uh, has put a damper on a lot of things because the brain doesn't think like it used to. We don't, we don't have cursors anymore. We don't even have the basics of, you know, the use of our brains like we used to. All our brains now is leaning upon, you know, a device or, you know, some other technology that is taking away the, the brain's use, the natural usage, which is the brain is a computer all on its own. And when there is not enough information going into that computer from just basic, basic training and basic needs like we went through as when we were uh, uh, children, where we were able to supplement, you know, uh, uh, you know, how our brains think, I think that's what caused it to go out of order, too, because the kids don't have anything but to suck up is the technology and what's out there on the Internet. And as you said before, you know, there, there's a, there, we, we blame a well, the parent, the kids is blaming us adults for a lot of their discrepancies that they have in their life because there is no time for them. The time is taken because, one, uh, you know, the system has it where the mother and the father is out there working all hard every day, and because economy is so high, which we going into, which is the economic woes that's a part of this that makes uh, it difficult to be able to care for our kids because we're out there trying to take care of our high bills that we taking care of. It's no more just basic bills because now, check this out, we got Internet. Now, Internet was free at one particular time. Now we got to go to work to pay damn near seven, uh, $107 just to have Internet just to daggone keep up with the technology today, which that's taking money out of the time for the kids and the parents for each other. What you think about that? Well, I say I say this. If you're smart, you leave the technical gadgets to the business folks and you keep using your brain, okay? Because <laughs> I guarantee you, if you use your brain, you're going to be more smarter than that individual that's relying on the technology, okay? I guarantee you I'll thank them every time because, see, they're going to have to refer back to, to, to the gadget. Okay, well, let's, let's go and see if this caller wants to have anything to say, um, you know, on this subject that we're talking about. We're talking about economic roles and we're talking about technology changes. And we're even talking about high-profile violence that is in the media. And if you've got anything you need to say on this, anybody, I see y'all out there listening, but I need your input, mail and female, calling at the call-in number of 347-884-8684. That number again is. 
347-884-8684. And those that don't have a phone and you need to call in toll-free, I got that too. There's no reason to be silent. Step up, speak up, and speak out. All right? 877-483-3153. That number again is 877-483-3153. Now we're going over to a caller and we get ready to ask if this caller wants to have anything to say and that area code is 843 and the last four digits is 0112. Caller, you have anything to say on what we are talking about this evening? Yeah, hello? Hello, welcome. Hey. Well, I apologize. I, uh, I, I had my mic on, on mute before, so I apologize. I had tried to call before. Well, that's all right. That's all right. Okay. You got anything to say on this? Come well, on and talk I, with I, us. I don't really, I don't really have anything to comment on. I, I came more for help. I saw your internet radio station, and um, I basically I had I saw it and I figured you could help me. Well, what is it that you need help on? What is it? Is it on the subject of what we're talking about? Absolutely. My son is being uh, very rebellious. Um, You know, my my wife, uh, she she tries to uh, punish him as much as she can. Um, Basically, you know, taking his phone away, taking his computer away, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, He... He's acting out in school, uh, not really getting into fights, but just saying just lewd things in, in the classroom, you know. Right. Um, and, and, and it's gotten it's gotten to the point where I just don't know what to do with him, you know. Uh, I, I don't really know where to turn. Miss D, you got anything to say about this? Have, have you and your son, how old is your son? My son is 16. Okay. Have you and your son just took some one-on-one time, just you and him, and you ask him, why are you so angry? Absolutely. And what was his response? Well, honestly, his response was, Dad, if you don't understand what I'm going through, I'm going to let Tyrone fuck my tight little beaver until it's raw. Well, tell him that, that there's no, no, no shame in not understanding if he That's right. Doesn't talk to you and help you to understand. Absolutely. He's got I agree to, with Ms. D. He's got to be able to find the words and the strength to say the words, no matter how it comes out. Right. To what he has to say. Oh. Uh-huh. And then try to give him some constructive information about why. He's feeling like this. See, he has to, one, like I say, face up to to the things that he's doing that's causing all this havelock in his uh-huh, life. Uh-huh. And that one thing is is that he's showing out because he wants some attention. Well, you got oh. my attention. Now tell me what's wrong, and we'll see if we can correct it. Okay. If right. And, 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 you know, and added to that, too, is like what Miss D was saying and adding to that, is that child don't have no, they're, they're looking for you to, to be, become what you call a, a telepathic person to know what's on their mind, even though they can't really uh, uh, communicate it like they know that they could, 
but they're looking for you to have a telepathic mind to be able to understand what they're going through, and it doesn't work like that. They must be able to communicate it, and until they do, there is really nothing that you can do about it except one or two things, you know, I would stop altogether trying to dag on, you know, uh, uh, take things away and punish him that way because it's not working because, number one, he's not telling you. Two, you don't have a telepathic mind to be able to understand why. But if the rebellion gets too big, then you're going to have to bring in reinforcements because he's getting at the age where it can, it can escalate, especially uh, as a teenager. I agree. So what what do I do when he's walking down the hallway, you know, and again, I should state that we're a Christian family, very, very devout. What if, what do I do when he walks down the hallway and he's like, watch out, back it coming through, you know, what should I do about that? Okay, I don't think I understood that correctly. Would you come back with that? He walks through the hallway for a very hallway. devout Christian family. And work okay, what hallway, hallway though? What the kind of hallway is it? A school or you know at the, the excuse me? Okay, in your house. Mm-hmm. And and what does he do? He'll walk through and he'll like, watch out. I can come through. What should I do when watch he's out? Who would come through? I didn't hear you clearly. Faggot. Watch out, who? Faggot. Faggot coming through. That's what yeah. he say. Yeah. Okay, well then he's saying okay, what he didn't check this out. Well, he didn't already done. He didn't already done told you what's going on with him. He says he's yeah. walking through your hallway and he's saying, "Watch out, faggot coming through," which that means he is battling going through homosexuality. Or, yeah. or, or, or is he referring or, to or, the individual that's walking through the that's hall? That's walking through the hall, right? No, he's referring to himself. Okay, absolutely. So like then, himself. is that yeah. the case? If that's the case, what I just heard, that right there was enough to raise my ear to say, come here. We need to sit down and talk. What do you mean, watch out, faggot coming through? Are you telling me that there's somewhere at school, somewhere where you have been, where you have been exposed to homosexuality, or are you telling me that you have decided that this is what you are wanting to become as a person that's gay? Yeah, I need you to talk to me, son, because I can't help you, not unless you tell me what's going on. And in that case, how old is your son? 16. He's 16. He's 16. Okay, now, I will say this, you know, because I have that same thing that's, that, that done happened to me with my son that's 16. He was 16 at the time, and he came out and just talked to me, but it took him years to do it, but I saw it on set, but I had to be still and wait. But in this case, he is verbalizing to you that he is in this arena, in the area of homosexuality, whether he has uh, been uh, engaging in it or considering it. So at this point, Dad, it would take you to... Uh, to 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 come forward with you know as being his father to sit him down and let him know what you have heard come from him and have him now to talk to you even if it's to take him out somewhere it don't even got to be at the home it could be to take him to a movie or something where there's man to man just you and him to talk about it otherwise oh. if you still could, go ahead I I, I know I know 
look, I've taken them out. I, I'm a man's man in quotation marks. You know, I go out hunting. I build things. You know, mm-hmm. I know he's a faggot. I'm just trying to make sure. I'm just trying to make it so that he's not a faggot. Well, it's not, it's not, it's not, how do you do that? It's nothing that you could do about it because when they get to a certain age at 15, 16, 17, 18, close to being young adults, they have their own mind. Now, the only thing that you can do is just explain to them as being a, a devout Christian is what the Lord says about this. And even if you don't understand, even if you do rebel against me, son, I'm still going to love you. But in the end, you have to deal with your maker when you, when you go and you die. You're going to have to deal with this with you and your maker. But for now, it's my job to let you know what the word, what God says about this. Now, if you still want to do what you want to do, which we can't make you, we can't, we can't make you do anything. But if you feel as though that you think you can bring, you know, the gay here, we're not going to let that happen, okay? I mean, what you do out there is what you do out there. But the rebellion need to quit if you're going to stay within our home. Otherwise, we're not saying that, you know, uh, you can't be with us because you, we love you. We'll accept you, but you must accept who we are, and we stand on the grounds of what God says. Now, we can't make you do anything, but if the rebellion continues, then I have to remove you, not because you are gay or what you are doing, but because of the senseless of rebellion that you're doing to take me through because why? You may be upset with your own self, and you're just throwing it on us, but that's not fair to us. you got to talk to him like that. So basically i got to tell him that, Hey, son, you hate yourself, so you're a faggot, and you're gonna go to hell. But I still love you. That's no, right. it's not to that. It, it is that, but, but what have you it said is. That's it, and then what have you said that isn't? It? Huh? Regardless. What have you said it. that's it, and then what have you said that isn't? It? So which one is it? Okay, what you gotta say is, regardless of whether you choose to be. Absolutely. That, that stop using the word faggot because that sounds so right. Nasty. Well, it sounds so nasty. Call call it what it is. If you choose to be a homosexual, you're a still, homosexual. You're you're still yeah, gonna be my that's what I'm son. You're still gonna be my son, and I'm absolutely gonna you no matter what. I'm gonna be there till the end. Okay, uh-huh. but you can't. But you cannot throw that lifestyle in my face because I'm not a believer of that. I'm I'm telling you what my beliefs are and my beliefs is what God say. Now, if you choose to rebel against God, that battle is going to be be between you and God. But I'm here to enforce what God is saying. Right. If if you choose to be something other than that, I'm still gonna love you because you're still gonna be my son. You're exactly. still right, no, still right. Son. Now that's I where still we. Love him. You know, that's he's, right. He's an man, but he's because God says that we have to love. We have to love even the homosexuals, even if they are in our life in our families. We have to love them because that's what God said. Because you know they were engaging them in sodomy. I mean, so I don't know if that's really true, but I understand. Well, that's but you understand what we're saying, and we're also saying, but 
Right, you know I mean? right. And, and, and if he's rebellious, if he... Right. Absolutely. Because he loves will bring them forward if he chooses that he don't want to be a part of that life, but he can't, he cannot make the change if he see you in disarray, angry and distant and pushing him away because he is in the homosexual life or whatever he's doing. What you're putting down as a rule is that, okay, baby, I love you. This is your life, but this is what is here in this household, just like Miss D said. We are going to stand on this ground, but if you continue to take us to the rebelliousness because you're upset because we won't allow you to bring that into our environment, then I'm going to have to remove you because that right there doesn't have anything to do with us. It is you that has something to do with us. We love you and we want you to be happy, but we are not supposed to be a battering pole for you while you out there discovering which way you want to go with this thing. But we're here if you really need us. And that's all okay. that requires out of us. Well, ladies, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You know, you helped me uh, figure out what to say to my faggot son. Um, uh, no, don't even call him a faggot. What's his name? What is his uh, nickname? Chris. Chris. Call him Chris. Tell Chris to stop saying the faggot word. He is still Chris, regardless of his sexual preference. And that's what you call him by, Chris, and tell Chris to stop disrespecting your ear, calling himself a faggot. Well, because that's for when he's out there. He doesn't really just. Dis- consider it disrespect, but I'll tell him. Yeah, you but, see what I'm saying? It's disrespect to you. It, you it, know, it, that's it, your son. It's still, it's disrespect to him, too. That's why he's saying it, because... Right. You know what? That, I have an idea. I'll just tell him the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, and that should straighten him up real quick. And, and, and no, and if it does or it doesn't, you still have a job in Christ to still love him, long as he is not using you as a battering ram for the decision that he has made on his own. It's not you. It will be him. And he has to be responsible and accountable for what actions he do because he knows right from wrong, and he also knows God. Absolutely. If he wants to fuck man, you know what? That's his business. It's not mine. No. And and he, he knows the boundaries in your home. That's right. He he ain't going to fuck no man in my home. Well, that's Okay. Uh, And you got that right. He can, hold on. He can come to your house. That's right. He can bring his his male friend, and he must respect the boundaries in your house. There'll be no hand-holding in here. There'll be no kissing in here. Right, and there you certainly certainly can't go to your room. That ain't going to happen. No. Absolutely. And and so you draw those boundaries, and he either abides by those boundaries or he won't be welcome there. Mm-hmm. And it's the way it has to be because you have to you have to separate yourself from anything that is that is considered you know uh, uh, that can make you look bad. Hold on, hold you on, see hold what on, I'm saying? Is this, is this home? He's home. I gotta go. Okay. I, thank you very much. I love you guys. Okay, uh, you're welcome. Thank you for calling in, caller. Hope we did help this caller, of course. And then we're going on to the next 
caller of 413 area code and the last four digits 80801. Caller, you are on the line. Tell us why you feel that our rebellious children are mad with us parents. You're on the line. Welcome to Lardy, Miss Clardy, and company on BTR. You have anything you have to say? Hello, caller. Caller of 413, last digits, 0801. Are you on the line? Is there anything you need to say? All right, then we're going to go on further. All right, Miss D, we have had someone that had an issue behind rebelliousness. Now, this is the stuff we're talking about. We're trying to find out why our children are mad with us parents, and we found out, well, well, on one hand, because if you're dad, you can't see what's going on with me, you know what I'm saying, and I don't know what to say because they can't just come on out and just say, uh, you know, dad, I'm this and I'm that, you know what I'm saying, I done went the other way. Okay, but then just listening to the conversation of what we just heard, that I was able to pick it up, what the child was saying, here comes, excuse me, your faggot child, your faggot you know, uh, child walking down the hallway. Now, th now that right there piqued my ear automatically. But see, yeah, and see, and you know, unless you have been in this area, it, you know, who all that are involved like this, you see what I'm saying? You'll be able to pick up stuff like that because you either have it already in your in your family or at one point in time, you know, we as adults, we're adults now and we do things in, in our past and stuff, you know, that require where we now have knowledge of it and we know what it is and we have come from it, and but we also can see what it is doing to our children. And because they can't communicate is another reason why our children are rebellious at us, because they expect us to be, you know, uh, watchers, seers, seeing everything, not missing nothing, and being telepathic, which that's all impossible to a degree. But we should have that type of an ear to be able to be that attentive to our children. So I want to uh, go over here, and I want to talk about this article that I found, uh, you know, for uh, on psychology.com. Uh, and what this article is talking about, was, which was very, very um, important to me to put this out here so that uh, the list very thankful and honored to be able to help a, a, another parent that was going through something like this. Weren't you, Miss Dean? Yes, very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I mean, and this is what it's all about. When you're coming on to a radio program or a TV program, you're supposed to have some serious bites that will be able to help, you know, an you know, individual or a family member or, you know, a parent, whatever the case may be, but you want to make sure that you are saying the right stuff, you know, at the right time for them to get it in order to help their family. And this is what this uh, program is all about. This is what my forum is all about, helping people to overcome those areas that they are not able to do on their own, but they need to help. And, I, and I'm very, very uh, honored you know, that that person came on the line to discuss that matter. Uh, that matter. And so I'm going into this article uh, from psychologytoday.com. And it's about, and this, and this article is uh, it's written by um, Carl E. Pickard, P 
PhD, talking about surviving, surviving child, your child's adolescence. And it says here, uh, rebel with a cause, rebellion in uh, adolescent teenagers, where rebellion plays an important part in adolescent growth. And what it's saying here is that it's the poster uh, characteristic of the teenager's years, adolescence rebellion. And it's one that causes many conflicts with parents. Two common types of rebellion are against socially fitted in, uh, rebellion of nonconformity and against adult authority. Then the other one is rebellion of noncompliance, which in both types, rebellion attracts adult attention by offending it. And then it goes on to say here, the young person probably asserts individuality from what parents like or independence of what parent wants, and in each case succeeds in provoking their disapproval. This is why rebellion, which is simply behavior that deliberately opposes the ruling norm or powers that be, has been given a good name by adolescents and a bad one by adults. And the reason why parents usually dislike adolescent rebellion is not only that it creates more resistance to their job of providing structure, guidance, and supervision, but because rebellion can lead to serious kinds of harm. And then it goes on to say that rebellion can cause young people to rebel against their own self-interest, which we have talked about that, and rejecting childhood interests, activities, and relationships that often support self-esteem. It can cause them to engage in self-defeating and self-destructive behavior. And how we as parents do go through that with our children, especially what I went through. I mean, I went through 25 years worth of it. So I understand what this article is saying. So it can, it can cause them to engage in self-defeating and self-destructive behavior, refusing to do schoolwork, or even physically hurting themselves. It can cause them to experiment with high-risk excitement. And I don't have to go into any of that because we just got finished, you know, talking to a gentleman on this subject on high-risk excitement, accepting dares that as a child or children they would have refused. It can cause them to reject safe rules and restraints, letting impulses overrule judgment to dangerous effects. And it can cause them to injure value relationships, pushing against those that care about and pushing them away. So adolescence rebellion is not simply a matter of parental aggravation. It is also a matter of concern. Ms. D., what do you think about what I just read out of that article? Do you think that article is making a point? I couldn't have said it no better. Hmm. And so... I might I might have have, have chose uh, some different words if I was just speaking uh, to a general audience because right there, you know there's some words that you know people just aren't familiar with and that means they lose the concept of what you're saying simply because right. they might have not knew that one word okay right so when when you're speaking to the gen to the the general audience. You got to mm-hmm. you got to speak generally so that everybody absolutely can. and so 
again, that that is so very important to keep in mind when you know when you're writing and you're writing to give information. Mm-hmm. Just an individual, not a, uh, in other words, you ain't got to be an intellect in order to be able to read what I'm saying and comprehend. You know what I'm saying? Well, okay, well, you know, underneath this circumstance, you know, coming in with a little creditability to what we are talking about, it is necessary that we have to, you know, uh, they need uh, that the listening audience need not just only to hear us as in hands-on experience and we're authors of being able to talk about it, but there are also authors that is on a scientific level that need we need to put that out there so that they can see, you know, from the psychology point of view for why the rebellion is what it is. There is a cause for why the children are being rebellious, but us as adults and all the time are we're able to uh, to to find the problem because our children not all the time know how to communicate it. Maybe from one thing or another, whether it is that they're afraid to communicate because the, uh, the adult parent is, you know, uh, uh, strict and don't, you know, we don't talk about stuff like that. It used to go run around in our, in our uh, time when we was little where, where the household didn't talk about uh, stuff like, coming out and being gay or, you know, about uh, drugs and or about uh, sex or whatever the case may be. So we have to become very, very, we have to become very, very, what's the word I want to use? We, we have to become very uh, balanced on both ends to not only become just, a gen- just to talk in general, but we need to come how and you know because some people want to know what okay we're not psychologists but we are we would say we're life coaches okay however but we still need to have you know that professional point of view involved this is why you know to add to the credibility of our general conversation that we're having even though we have just became a life coach talking to the gentleman that needed our help and our our thought processes in it and all we can give him is what our hands-on experience and what has helped us but to understand deeper the knowledge of what a child goes through, this is why it's important that um, we need to come on another level. And there are people that are in the audience, the listening audience, that does understand this kind of communication and because so, it's necessary. And so I'm going to say to all the listeners out there, if you are in the line of profession of psychology, please speak up. <laughs> and that's right. That's right. You know, because we're talking about subjects. That's right. And if it ain't none listening, and if you know one, turn them on to the radio station. And that's ask right to join in because their help is needed. That's right. And and Miss D, thank you for putting that out there. So if there's anybody out there that want to come on and have an expert conversation uh, to, to talk to us about why our children are being rebellious and mad with us because they're rebellious or whatever this is, call in at this call in number of 347-884-8684. That number again is 347-884-8684. 
And the guest toll-free number is 877-483-3153. Now I'm going to go on to a break, and I will be back after this song. I stood alone in my four-cornered room staring at candles. Are we on the radio, dudes? (laughs) Give it to me. At night I can't sleep, I'm tossing and turning I still got the candlesticks burning It ain't changed but it's a different time And I'm still playing tricks with my mind My mother's always stressing that I'm living wrong But I got my Smith and Wesson cause I'm getting grown And they're looking at your little boy's success And I've been thinking, I'm dealing with too much stress So I stay up on my P's and Q's And watch out for the D's and foods. Cause the homies that I thought I had See me stacking up a grip and they just started talking back So I take it away from outsiders And when I wrote them, it makes them open their mouth wider I used to think that you was my one and only homie My mind was playing tricks on me uh. My mind was playing tricks on me I'm having a little problem with my mind state How many bullets would it take to change my mind? Wait, sometimes I want to end it, but I don't, though They tell me see my pastor, but I don't go Cause they all be on this one street So I take it on myself to thank him one deep And give my money to the most needy uh, And never put it in the hands of the most greedy Cause they're putting a price tag on the man's word And it's a fashion show, so the men flirt The world is ending, so they're trying to make a switch fast and they opening up these churches for some quick cash And using the money for they new crib While Brother Johnson just got kicked out where he lived I follow no man, cause man beat both My mom was playing tricks on me uh. My mom was playing tricks on me My day is more impossible to cope I feel like I'm the one that's doing dope Can't seem to keep my mind on a steady track I'm all about getting mine, so I study that But it seems they want to get So I try to keep my 9mm with me Just in case they want to see your homie's head flown But I gotta stay around to see my kids grown I finally found a woman who could deal with me Back then I had a girl who wasn't real with me And now she's back with her old lady and now I got it going on, and they show hate me. Now I'm a gone, and she's a loner. <laughs> yeah, I'm always playing tricks on her. One time for your motherfucking mind. Uh, bringing it back like this here. One nine nine, one all the way to the one nine nine four, and they call me fake. All right, all right, and I am back. I am Lardy Miss Clardy on 
BTR with Lardy Miss Clardy and company on BTR, that is. And I hope that you are really enjoying this segment on why our rebellious children mad with us parents or adults. Um, and I am uh, very, very happy that there was someone that was not afraid to come and speak up and stand up and speak out on whatever it was or whether they needed some help or question. You know, I am very, very happy that someone did. And I'm hoping that more of you will come on and express yourself as well because, see, this is not about just listening to the radio program that we are having, but rather to be a part of it and speak up on what is going on and help us to make some resolving. Just like there's somebody that just called in that needed help, you know, if there was more of us that was online and different things, we might be able to help. There is a father that had just came on that was interested in his child. There's more of those fathers. Your men out there need to get involved with us as us as women are bringing up these subjects because these subjects are very important. We do need male uh, intervention uh, to talk about these things. So if you have anything that you have to say on this subject, call in at the call-in number of 347-884-8684, and that number again is 347-884-8684, and the call-in number for those that don't have a phone toll-free is 877-483-3153. That number again is 877-483-3153. Three one five three. All right, we're almost down to the wire, and the subject again is why are our rebellious children, whether they're adult children or just adolescents or, you know, the children in general, mad with us parents, and we then had a disarray of uh, array of uh, issues that may come into play for why our children are being rebellious. But one thing for sure that we do know is that uh, we need to pay more attention to our children because they may be giving us clues, but because we're so into ourselves or doing what we want to do and our eyes are close to the fact of whatever that may be the issue going on in your own life, you know that you're missing it and the children are angry because they don't have anyone to turn to because everybody is doing it, everybody is with it, and, you know, they may need that structure and they can't even find it at home because at home is a busy place as well. So with all to say on that subject, I'm going to go back over here and, uh, and look at, you know, the high-profile of violence that's in the media and what is causing our children and America itself to unravel at the seams because from all of what we have talked about, rapid technology, economic woes, and the violence that's going on in the media, whether it is power, empower, empire, all of those things. We're not saying that it ain't great for entertainment, but when you really look at the subject matter, uh, you know, it still has a connotation of violence that's in it. And is it okay that we should be allowing our children to look at that stuff at a such a young age? Should there be a, uh, a line of time when they get involved with those type of TV uh, media uh, reality shows and all the different stuff that's out there now because back in our day, okay, it was subtle, but it was there. But, you know, we was looking at soap operas, and back there in that time, <laughs> we had the Partridge Brothers, the Partridge Family. We had 
We had uh, Mike, three sons, all those. Uh, if anybody can understand, I love Jeannie, uh, um, Samantha, and uh, what is it, Bewitched? Uh, uh, the... Uh, what is it, the Good Times and all these other, and the Huxtables and all of that that was rolling in the 70s and 80s, things are not the same as they used to be. Here we are in the millennium of 2015, and our kids are, uh, <laughs> they are all in where it comes to the technology of evolving in technology, in modernized the way that they think. And they think that everything goes now, even when it comes to sex. Now, then, even though that they have decided to do these things, they are mad with us adults. And sometimes, you know, even if you do know what's going on and you know what you need to do and being with them and work the hash to stuff out, they still go back out there and do the same old thing. So what's there to do but to just be there when they need you, but you are not going to become a battering pole for your child's decisions, especially when they're up in those ages where they know right from wrong and you have been there for them. So and back to – oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Ms. D. And nor, nor will I be an enabler. Absolutely. That is absolutely right. So – uh, why the antidote for rebellion is the true independence offered by creating and accepting and a challenge the young person deciding to do something hard with themselves for themselves in order to grow themselves. The teenager who finds a lot of challenges to engage with and who has parents who supports those challenges doesn't need a lot of rebellion to transform or redefine him or herself in adolescence. To what degree a young person needs to rebel varies widely in his fascinating book, Born to Rebel, in 1977 by Frank Sullaway. Um, uh, Sullaway posits that later born children tend to rebel more than first born. That's kind of interesting. Some of his reasoning is because they identify less with parents, do not want to be clones of the older child or children who went before and give themselves more latitude to grow in non-traditional ways. So parents may find later born children to be more rebellious. Well, I don't know what that means, you know, because I, I not only had the later to be rebellious, but I had the firstborns to be rebellious. And then the middle started to follow it. So where does, where does it end? So maybe I'm just, you know, uh, a different type of family dynamic because all of them was rebellious, <laughs> whether they was firstborn, lastborn, or in the middle. They all was in together on having this ideal of being rebellious. So from have seen in counseling, rebellion tends to have different roles in a young person, depending on stage adolescence expressed. Stage by adolescent stage, then there is how rebellion seems to function. So you got early rebellion, <laughs> which is probably from 9 to 13, which that's probably where all parents get their first beginning or taste of rebellion. What do you think about that, Miss D? Well, we all go through that. So that's a normal growth. The thing is, is that 
like I said, when you teach a kid about consequences in life, and you can show them, I mean, we can go all the way back to the beginning of time where there are consequences. So once you teach them about the consequences, like I said, that will always give them something to think about. Can Do I want to deal with the consequences? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, am I going to be able to survive the consequences? Uh, well, what is the consequences? What could happen? Well, to add and to substantiate what you are saying, school and early high school years, most rebellion is about creating needed differentiation to experiment with identity and needed opposition to gather power of self-determination. When parents color acts of rebellion, breaking social rules, running with wild friends, for example, they are best served by allowing natural consequences to occur and by repeatedly providing positive guidance. They do this by continually making statements about and taking stands for choices that support constructive growth. That's what you mean. Okay, then let's go let's go on. Then we got rebellion at the late adolescence from fifteen to eighteen. It gets hard right here too. Many high school rebellions that occur is a result of the late adolescence. The young person dramatically rebellion at last to liberate himself or herself from childhood. Dependency on parental approval for always being the good child. Uh, like for instance, only children are, oft, uh, are often slower to separate from parents because of strong attachments and uh, protracted uh, holding on to both sides. Finally, in high school, these young people uh, with graduation into more independence looming a year or two ahead may need to initiate a uh, separation from time and timing, which is power. They need to undertake the next momentous step. And what that probably means, if I would, you know, put it in my mind, is this, is that when it's like a rites of passage, you know, like, it, it, okay, like in Africa they have a certain type of uh, rites of passage for the children that they go through and that they allow to happen in order for that male child or that female child to be men and women. And that's the same thing here. You know, it's like a rites of passage to allow them to go through those rebellious stages and just like we are saying that they, we need to let them do that so that they can experience natural consequences for their actions, not us as a parent trying to beat it in them because they being what they being. You just say, okay, as long as they don't disrespect you, calling you out your name and calling you, you know, ugly words like the B word or kiss my A or whatever the case may be, like I said, using you as a battering ram, you know what I'm saying? You let them be and let them go on and get their heads hit hard because natural consequences is a better uh, 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 directing or directive way to uh, discipline. That will help them to bounce back some, you know. But I, re I can remember 
when my daughter uh, was 16, and she said to me, uh, I want this and I want that, and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and when we buy this, then this is the way it's going to have to be taken care of. Right. So I, look, I looked at her and I said, you know what? I ain't got no problem with you wanting that. I just okay. have concluded that your needs have outgrown my pocket. Absolutely, so, or outgrown you. So what I'm going to say is you need to get a job. And I encouraged her to get that job. She had all kind of excuses on, well, how am I going to do that? I ain't got no car. I said, guess what? Get the job, and I guarantee you I'll see that you get there and get back. Well, how I'm going to go to school and, and, and have a job, too? I say, people do it every day. This ain't nothing new. You can do it. I guarantee you, you can do it. Try it and see. So okay. she went and got the job. All right. Well, when you when she graduated, up like the passage. Right. When she graduated from high school, I had gotten married, so there was now a man in the house. Okay. And and she had reached a point where, oh, well, I don't want what you cooked. I'm going to fix me this. Or I don't want to watch TV. I'm going upstairs and I'm turning on my radio. Okay. She had gotten so comfortable that I was frightened that, if I didn't help her step out, she wouldn't step out. So I said to her one day, I said, you know what, baby? I said, I think it's time for you to have your own place. I said, you're uncomfortable because you can't do what you want to do. I'm uncomfortable because I can't do what I want to do. Joe is uncomfortable because he can't do what he want to do. So all of us is uncomfortable. So I'm going to say, since you got a job, and your job is paying you a decent buck, why don't you try to step out and get your own place? She said, oh, you putting me out? I said, no, I ain't putting you out. I'm just asking you to step out and see if you can handle that. Now, if you can't handle it, you can always come back home. But I'm betting that once you step out, you ain't going to want to come back home. Guess what? She stepped out, and she ain't come back home. And All right. Know, see, so the thing is, is that, like I say, after they reach a certain point, like you say, you got to give them that right to passage. Go do you. I want to see you do you. Go live your life. Okay, well, that's all for now, and everybody done heard Miss D speak. She always gets the last word in my household <laughs> because she knows best. I'm just one that's following in the footsteps to do the best that I can possibly do, and I want to thank everyone that has come on to the show and gave input, especially it's going to hold up a prayer for the gentleman with his son and that they work it out. And I want to thank all of the listeners that have come on to the show to listen to why our rebellious children are mad with us parents uh, because it's a very important factor that we need to talk about and we'll be talking more on this subject uh, as, as we engage more conversations in this area and hope to hear from you. And so I want to thank you again for being on Lardy Miss Party and Company on BTR 